Hello and welcome to the iChiefs podcast series brought to you by the International Association of Fire Chiefs. This is where new ideas are born, leadership skills are discussed, and engaging topics are brought to the table. I'm Tom Jenkins, Fire Chief of the City of Rogers, Arkansas, and a past IAFC president. And I'm Joe Powers, the managing director of IAFC's consulting firm, Emergency Services Consulting International. We're glad you're here. This podcast is designed for you and for the fire and emergency services community. Before we dig into this week's important topic, make sure to check out our library of episodes at iefc.org slash podcasts and listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you think the content is great, go ahead and share it with your crew. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening to all of our listeners out there as we gather together for another iChiefs podcast. This time uh, we have a very familiar face joining us today, Fire Chief John Butler, who has been kind enough to not only simultaneously lead the Fairfax County, Virginia Fire Rescue Department, but is also serving as the president and chairman of the board for the International Association of Fire Chiefs this year, ending his term at FRI next summer. So he is being baptized by fire, but John is, a, uh, as I mentioned, a familiar face, somebody who was a co-chair of the IDELP, um, the, the International Diversity Executive Leadership Program within the IAFC, a former fire chief uh, in Howard County, Maryland. And I think most importantly, I think Joe would agree with me, just an all around great human being. John, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's great being here, Tom. Uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation. So, well, that's, when, Joe and I, when Joe and I were discussing who we wanted to have on, it was easy to think we've got to get Chief Butler on here and visit with him. Now, I, I feel like I know you very well, but I, I think there's a lot of people that uh, outside of, you know, what's what's posted on your bio and, and listening to you speak, they, they, they don't know a lot about, uh, you know, John Butler, the person, John Butler, the fire chief. Tell us a little bit about how you got to where you're at today, your, your, your tenure there in Fairfax now is, is not new. You've been there for uh, some number of years. Tell us all about yourself. Sure. Yeah. You know, it was at, I, uh, it was at FRI, FRI, this recent uh, FRI that um, someone told me, you know, uh, yeah. So you're getting sworn in tomorrow, installed tomorrow. I don't know a lot about you. And it's funny, you know, you live with yourself we all live with ourselves and we know a lot about ourselves, but, um, it, it, it was, uh, not offensive. I didn't see it offensive at all. It was a, um, a reality that like you just said, Tom, those who know me, know me well, well enough. And those who don't, I'm still, you know, uh, somewhat of an unknown out there in the big picture, which is not unusual for me. I'm a, I believe I'm a kind of a laid back guy, not a pretty, uh, louder and flamboyant person in, in the room, in the proverbial room. So let me uh, talk a little bit about who I am. Uh, I'm a I'm a naturalized U.S. citizen. I'm a foreign-born uh, person. I wasn't born here. I was born in a small country in Africa called Liberia, um, size of Tennessee from what I understand, um, if you're comparing it small. But um, so I left uh, as a preteen, as, as a 12-year-old with my family. We were escaping um civil war and 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 you know it was it was it was bad and ugly and we left um under 
under austere conditions with what was on our backs pretty much and got on the last Pan Am flight out of the country before things went sideways and landed in, in New York City and, and then life went on. My parents bought a home in, um, in Maryland, in, in Columbia, Maryland, where uh, one of the first places, actually the first place we stopped was a firehouse. Dad needed directions to this new house. It, uh, it was before, obviously, um, soldier, uh, you know, computers and all of that, where you literally still had to pull over and ask people for directions. Um, so in this U-Haul, we pulled up to a firehouse. Uh, my dad said, well, boys, get out and go use the bathroom while we're here. Well, funny, that firehouse turned out to be the firehouse I would become the fire chief of and a recruit there and a battalion chief there and a paramedic there um, years later before I even knew what, how to, what a fire engine was. <laughs> um, I had uh, I had literally stepped foot in the parking lot of a place I would um, grow up pretty much. Anyways, speaking of growing up, I spent my first uh, formative years right after high school in the Marines. Um, I was an infantry, I was an infantry Marine. I, I, I ended up in combat quite a bit, you know, <laughs> more than the average bear, if you will. Uh, in 89, I was in Panama, 90 and 91, I was in Iraq and, um, the Persian Gulf, um, had, had, had my fair share of, of, of combat on the front lines. And after that, I decided, well, maybe there's some other things, things I could do in the community. And, and continue to protect the vulnerable, help help society, and, and pretty much the old saying, send me. You know, I was still in the spirit of send me and ended up in the fire service uh, and climbed up the ranks. The, the first, and I believe I know the only fire chief in Howard County, Maryland, to have gone from the so-called the streets to the fire chief position, holding every rank, every position in the department over that 25 years. Then came an opportunity to be the fire chief in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, I couldn't turn that down when the opportunity came up. Uh, it's great department coming up in the old days. Uh, most people wanted to know what was Fairfax doing and what Phoenix was doing. Fairfax and Phoenix, Fairfax and Phoenix. They were the progressive organizations in the fire service. Um, and I wanted to see Fairfax County get back to that, to that uh, prestige. They already had it. They always did. Um, I thought my leadership style kind of like just amplified a little bit. I'm incredibly proud of that organization now and its its members. They're they're kicking butt, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, doing some really strong things. You know, every everything every department can improve, but uh, the one I'm leading right now, they 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 make me look good. <laughs> um, so so that's happening during the pandemic or shortly before the pandemic. I thought, you know, uh, because my home department is doing so well, I, I can take my show on the road. Um, I believe I have a strong uh, cadre of chief officers. Let me throw my name in a hat to run for um, a position with our International Association of Fire Chiefs. Well, I did, and uh, I got the 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 gift, the gift of, of being selected um, by acclamation to be the second vice president and then now uh, three years later i'm the the president the 40 147th president of the international association i'm really proud and honored to do that you know with 150 year uh which we're actually celebrating as we speak actual date is october 20th um and i'll be with southwest division uh in baton rouge when that happens
uh, October 20th of 2023. So sometimes I look back and it's surreal, like how did this immigrant little guy um, end up, you know, um, being the president of one of the oldest associations in the United States, the only one that represents um, chief officers and fire chiefs, um, one of the oldest, like I said, uh, in his 150th year, this, this little guy wasn't supposed to well, I shouldn't say wasn't supposed to be here, but it's amazing that I'm here at this moment. And uh, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to lead both locally and internationally. So I'll stop there. Um, kind of those are some of some of the things I'd like our members and the community and, and uh, all the listeners and, and, and viewers to, to know about me. There's a ton more, but that, we'll stop there. <laughs> so, so that's a really great story. And I, I appreciate you sharing it because... You know, as a fellow East Coaster, we've we've known each other in passing for several years, and and, yes. and, and coming into the IAFC and coming into into my position with ESCI, you know, I was I was excited to see that you know we were going to be able to you know work a little bit more closely together. Um, but you know, I learned a lot about you at FRI um, and listening to you speak and, and people talking to you. You know, I learned a lot about you today, so that that's that's super exciting. Um, taking that background and moving it into the IFC, you know, an organization that, you know, that, you know, is hitting its 150th anniversary. Um, you know, you're, you're looking at things around, you know, um, having healthy organizational cultures and inclusive leadership. How does that background, how are you going to take that background that you have and putting it into your initiatives moving forward, um, with, uh, with the IFC? Well, uh, you, you you hit on a couple of key words, um, and first I'll say I think if I could describe myself, I'm built for collaboration and and teamwork. Uh, I think I do that well, always have, um, and kind of recruiting people to come along for the journey, um, and and by by you know establishing a vision. So, anyways. Uh, you, you used a couple of words that I've been using as my refrain in the last five weeks, and that's moving forward. Moving forward. That is the spirit that I've shared with our board. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons. There, I could name you tons of reasons for us to look in the rearview mirror. But you know what? You know what I'll do for, for 12 months? I'll be doing just that. I'll be spending a whole lot of time relitigating other other presidents, other past um experiences. Moving is our action. Forward is our direction. It is Those two words have to be together because you can move. You can move sideways. You can move backwards. So move is not just, that's not where the, the period to the sentence ends. Um, uh, the, the rest of it is forward. It's forward movement. So, you know, spending a lot of time focusing on that is what I want to do uh, this year. Um, you know, we have a strategic plan. We have a strategic initiative uh, plan already established. We put 68 people in a room and decided where are we going to take the association. Uh, it's not a John Butler show. I'm, I'm just happened to be the maestro of this band. But, you know, 68 people came up with 19 initiatives, you know, between 2023 and 2026. You know, we're going to we're going to rock. We're going to we're going to work the plan. You know, many, many others uh, come with uh, specific visions and I have my own. But uh, we're going to focus the association on moving forward with the plan that we put those folks in the room and elected them, selected them to come up with that strategic plan. 
You know, speaking of strategic plans, you use some words that I like, and I think they do legitimately describe you. You said you're collaborative and, and, and you are somebody that, uh, you know, you're very self-made and, and, and you are a humble, if there, if there is a humble civil servant out there, it is you. Right now in the fire service, what I notice is that we've got, we've got some synergy going on. We have a lot of good, I mean, the NFFF does wonderful things. And of course, I think the Chiefs and, and the IFF, everybody is always trying to you know, move the needle in their respective theaters of operation. But we've got this one voice thing going on right now. And I'm curious your thoughts right. about, you know, is, is that just a, you know, a Tom Jenkins opinion that that we're working together better with all the various agencies that represent fire and emergency service stakeholder groups? Um, or is that reality? Are you seeing that? What's your vision there, John? Oh, great question. Um, I, I've been watching and being, I was an early adapter, and like many of us with Dr. Lori Moore Merrill's uh, One Voice Fire Service, One Voice Movement. And, and you know, there are many, not just Dr. Lori Moore Merrill, there are many of us, the, the, the big tent us, that got together, you know, during um, the fire prevention, the summit on fire prevention and uh, control conference summit that was held at the National Fire Academy last fall, last October, October 2022. Um, so we all, we all, like many of us, got together, and, and and this hasn't happened since 1947 when President Truman conference on you know fire prevention and control occurred and launched the America Burning uh, um, report. So. You're right about synergy, momentum, trajectory, all of those being moving forward um, under some of the leadership of the U.S. Fire Administrator. The IFC has a seat at the table, the NVFC, IAFF, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to forget others. Uh, those are a number of the, you know, NFPA. Um, there, are no, there are a number of um, um, big players there which that's how we have to operate. You know, the fire service, one voice, it's amazing in our own little niches. And, and, and I'm not going to use the S word. Well, I'll use it because I just said it silos in our, you know, in our silos, we are saying some of the same things. We're focusing on some of the same things. We go up to, to Capitol Hill and we pass each other in the hallways of the Rayburn building or the, of the, the, you know, Dirksen building, and it's, oh, look, that's my other friend in the class A. He's going to speak to the same senator I just got done speaking to with the same hot sheet, you know. So getting together and cleaning up, clearing up our message for a national fire service strategy is something uh, I'm I'm all in. And many of us, we all are. I don't, I don't know anyone who's finding that the fire service one voice movement is, is a, you know, unnecessary effort. I think we're doing well with that. So Chief, you, you do a fair amount of uh, traveling as the IFC president. And um, I, I know that you're at the uh, the first net conference in Vegas right now. And, and I, I think that you just left my, actually my hometown of Anchorage, Alaska. So that's, that's exciting. I hope you, I hope they were nice to you up there. Um, I would like to hear a little bit about, you know, Fairfax County and the great um, things that Fairfax is doing. And, you know, you're obviously being pulled away a lot. And uh, you're you've got a you've got a great team up there. Talk to us a little bit about you know the great Fairfax County. Sure. So my favorite subject, one of my favorite subjects, and that's uh, to talk about Fairfax County Fire and Rescue Department, um, its members. Um, like I said earlier, uh, I inherited a department that was just just awesome. They were awesome in their own way, um, and 
I had some scratches and dents and there was some things that we needed to tighten up on. And that's where I thought I would come in, that I could come in and contribute kind of leadership uh, from the front in that regard. Um, in short order, I found I had a council of great leaders in the organization. Some things we're working on now that I'm incredibly proud of, and it actually transcends into my international um, role, is um, early detection, cancer, or early detection, early awareness, treatment, um, you know, aligning with research and specialty facilities that are that are addressing uh, cancer, um, occupational exposure to hazards that create cancer, forever chemicals, um, and and all the the things that we are exposed to as responders. And Fairfax is is attempting to lead the way. Um, we have one of a few, if not the first, joint wellness center, as in behavioral health. Uh, we tried not to call it behavioral health center or whatever, we just call it the joint wellness center, just to kind of knock down on some of the stigma that goes with, with uh, you know, uh, post-traumatic growth. Um, we're also changing language, like I just said, from post-traumatic stress or post-traumatic stress disorder to post-traumatic growth, something I hold pers personally um, close to because uh, I was diagnosed PTSD like like way long time ago, probably before my uh, my fire service. I've been diagnosed. I you know I've seen people. I know my triggers. So when the leader of the organization says this is real and and we need to focus on it and learn how to grow with post traumatic stress, um, the organization you know quickly and in, in short order got on board and continued to lead the way there. And like I mentioned already, early detection. I mean I. Uh, in this this year, 2023, we uh, probably close to seven, eight hundred members of our respond our responder family in the in the Fairfax County Fire and Rescue Department went through some ultrasound scanning, and you know we found over 40, 40 actionable findings. Um, I'm I'm stopping short of saying we found 40 cancers. We found a number of cancers, new findings. We found a number of other um, things that needed, need, you know, action from a medical uh, specialist. Um, and these people are, are able to go back to their families and and cut down on anxiety and get back to work as well. So um, I've talked about mental health. I've talked about cancer, and and also you know our our cardiovascular and our fitness. Um, programs, uh, things that I'm really proud of. We have a registered dietitian, uh, you know, a physical therapist. Uh, the registered dietitian goes into firehouses and helps them make healthier meals, you know. So um, it's all-inclusive, comprehensive approach to wellness, total wellness and resiliency. Um, that's my soapbox for Fairfax County. They still put out fires really well, <laughs> like many fire departments do. But there's a lot other things, you know, and EMS, of course. But uh, there are a lot of other things we need to do and focus on the responders, um, especially, the, you know, I speak to every recruit class. And you look at these young men and women and they're like, they're getting younger. And then, I mean, like, oh, my gosh, you know, they're, they're babies, you know. And therefore, we have this huge responsibility to make their fire service experience better than the ones we had, you know. Uh, better equipment, ex limit their exposure to the carcinogens, um, just change how we, how we do fire and rescue work.
All right, John, one final question. Maybe the most challenging and important question of the entire podcast is, uh, you know, you're, I'm looking at you, you got your sports jacket on, right? You got your 150-year pin. Yes. Joe and yes. I are peppering you with uh, all this stuff about the IFC and Fairfax County and who you are. And and I want to know, uh, you know, you, you have just, I don't know, what is it, 10, 10 9, 10 months left in uh, your yes. time, you're juggling a full-time mortgage paying job. You're doing this other, uh, you know, presidential thing that is every bit as challenging when this is all said and done. And when you're back at home in Fairfax County, what does John Butler do for fun and uh, relax? Tell us about you as a human when this is all said and done. That's of all the questions that we've touched on that, that is probably uh, the one that gives me pause because I'm like, oh, wait, what, what, do, what do I do <laughs> when, <laughs> when all those other things are, are not happening? And, and the immediate answer with all, all kidding aside, you know, I've got uh, two great grandkids. Uh, I have time with my family, you know, uh, I'm fortunate to have them all in an hour of where I live. Um, two young uh, grandkids, uh, Sophia, who's four and Jackson, who's two. And I get to spend a lot of time with them. Um, that's uh, that's my my go-to. And a, with a little rest and some PT, I'm uh, I'm good and and ready to get back in it. Not much, not much left there for too many hobbies. But uh, certainly, uh, spending time with the family is where I get my energy. Well, knowing you as well as I do, I had very little doubt that was going to be your response, uh, Chief Butler. Thank you so much for uh, not just being a good friend, but for being a, a colleague that was. Uh, kind enough to join uh, the gauntlet with Joe and I today. Uh, we, we've enjoyed visiting with you. And and I, I, I'll, I'll echo what Joe said earlier, that every time I talk to you and I have some measurable amount of time to do it, I learn something new about you. And, um, and I, I admire that. That says a lot about you as a, a humble public servant. You have a lot to brag about, a lot to be proud of. And uh, it's, you have to fish it out of you. Um, that's not true with everybody in our business. So um, <laughs> I, I wish I was more like that. Uh, with every with uh, with all these podcasts, I have to come to the, to an end. So thank you for joining joining us as a guest today. We are celebrating our 150 years as a fire chief organization, uh, yes. and we have a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, I appreciate what you're doing to to amplify the message for our association for our business. To all of our listeners out there, um, I hope you've enjoyed getting to know our president of the International Association of Fire Chiefs, John Butler. Follow Fairfax Fire and Rescue. See what good things he's doing on the home front. And of course, uh, a multitude of things that he's juggling for our association. For all you that are listening to us today, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us today. And if you like what you hear, uh, then please leave us a rating and review the content. Most importantly, uh, share it with colleagues. We're doing this to make sure that our business is well-informed. There's 1.2 million firefighters out there just in the U.S. And so uh, we, we consider our wins one by one. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you learned something and enjoyed visiting with Chief Butler. Be safe out there, and we'll talk again soon.